So this what? Huh? What episode was this today? Seven. Uh. Seven? Seven. So this is episode seven. So I guess today is actually Ma from Tone House. So you're actually the owner of Tone, owner of Tone House, is it? Is yes, like, that's right. Yeah. Right. So it's just like an awesome space for rehearsal, recording. There's all other purposes also, right? Like gigs also. And also, as you can see, it's a unique space, acoustically treated and also a lot of uh, high-end equipment here. So it really provides like a unique experience for jammers and rehearsals. Uh. So actually we're recording this episode in like the, this whole midst of this coronavirus uh, pandemic. Yeah, actually, so how's things are? Uh? One meter, we are. Oh, yeah, <laughs> social distancing. For the government, <laughs> fine us for $10,000. So, like, actually, in the midst of all this virus thing, like, how's, how's businesses and has it affected, like, the studio in, in any way? Um, I think the hardest hit would be the the gigging musicians. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the bulk of our customers here are actually people who play music uh, mm. for a hobby. Right. And, and I would say, the, the people that we lost because of the virus are those that were rehearsing for events. Uh-huh. Those who that were rehearsing for for shows or um or like the gigs we lost definitely because I mean mm. we can't have more than ten people in here. Yeah. Surprisingly we haven't had too many cancelled bookings. Uh-huh. Although although we did lose like all the gigs, uh? No, actually we lost we also lost all the corporate stuff because oh. because like the schools we also have like this NUS NUS booking. So they wanted to like record some thing for like it was like a whole seven, eight hour day and it was like oh, gone because wow. because NUS they're the one that made the call. Mm. And they said, Sorry, uh, I don't want you guys to to, to do this anymore. And then they oh. sucked them because the school is the one that's paying what not them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I see, I see. So okay, maybe I'll just like take it back a bit like further back to the origins of like Tone House. So like, maybe I can talk about why or what's the main reason like you wanted to start Tone House or like the call, like, I don't know, what's the principles that or the, the, the impetus that led you to start this studio? Yeah, I think like most like local bands definitely had this discussion with their friends that like, hey, maybe if all got money, you can like rent a space and set up our own jamming studio. So what was the tipping point that led you to like set up your own jamming space? I have been playing in jamming studios like all of you guys too for many years. We know what the quality of jam studios were mm. like at that point in time. Like I think about let's say bring it back two, three years, there mm. was the the ones that we went to was like uh, Life M. Mm. Anyway, I understand where you come from, uh, yeah. Like yeah. like it, yeah. you there's like no very sort of uh, the high end, I guess the high end, there's a, a gap there. Like you really the, want that quality jamming experience, right? Yeah. Like if you wanted the quality jamming experience, you have to go to Leo Studio, which is which is still around and there's still uh. quality and people still use it. And, yeah. uh, but it's a recording studio. So. It, it's a recording studio. And no, they, they do whole rehearsals. Oh, so yeah, a lot of like the higher end guys go there for rehearsals. Like the people mm. with, with, with like a budget yeah. or maybe they're friends with the Leo guys, I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah. So and then and then like below Leo, I, I there was this, there was this weird gap where it's like, where do I, where else do I go? I want to pay mm. a bit more, but then mm. I can't find like a, a less less expensive space. And then it's like suddenly it's, you're back into like that place where you don't show if things work. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, and you go in and like uh, does the M work? Or... Yeah. So I wanted to like really hit like the the middle standard, or middle mm. standard, like like not so high end, but like not. Yeah, it's like basically that that the in between. The in between, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So how has the whole experience been like? Starting. I don't know, have you like started a business before this whole endeavor? Has it like, was it like very new to you? 
starting a business, renting a space, then doing all like the mm. like we have like anything. someone to guide you. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of like hidden things that you didn't expect when, when you started out this thing. Right? Oh man, I can go on forever for about this. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I had I had the idea for in my mind for for maybe about a year. Mm. Like I was just I just kept talking to people about it. I was talking to my friends, talking to musicians, talking to like my family. Generally, the consensus is that no, it's not gonna work. Uh, mm. Because once you crunch out the numbers for a studio, it really doesn't make sense. Mm. You know, you you are so you because if you take reference from other jam studios and their operating hours and how much they actually possibly earn, mm. you realize that they don't take a lot. Like barely break even. Barely huh? breaking even, and that's why so many studios. Uh, fail so many mm. gem studios I'm not talking about recording studios mm. I mean recording studios are your, your guys they're talking about gem studios here mm. right? and so like gem studios that's why a lot of, so many of them fail because you know they're just running like a a, a race against a race to the bottom right? race to the bottom right? mm. you know things are spoiling faster than they're earning money yeah, and true. then they got to pay themselves also mm. so definitely there were so many challenges like people just telling me it won't work and then the, there was the issue with like uh, finding a location because mm. we make so much noise and mm. especially you cannot you have to tailor it to the loudest band. Yeah. You cannot build a studio thinking that only soft bands are gonna come in because there's not gonna be mm. a case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And soundproofing is in the layman's people's mind, soundproofing mm. is like uh please build foam on your walls so that people <laughs> cannot hear you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And eight cutters, you think like, wow, yeah, eight eight cutters. Cutters. And then it's like <laughs> once you put it in like, oh your cannot hear it, set up. Right. <laughs> that is still what the Park Lane building manager thinks. So this is so we're in Park Lane showing more now, right? So so like the I've I've had complaints from my neighbors, which is really uncalled for because before I started this place, I actually approached all my neighbors and I said, Hey, I'm mm. gonna start I'm gonna take over this place. It was mm. a gem studio before. Did you have any problems with it? Mm. And they say, oh, no, they think they were okay, you know. Mm. Just 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 uh maybe keep your operating hours uh sane. Nah. Mm. Then I'm saying, mm. Okay, yeah. Then they started complaining. Yeah, I guess I guess we are louder than the previous gem studio here, which <laughs> was music on some yeah. music on some music on some oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. but I think that's because we tore down like all the walls because it used to be uh, four rooms here uh, yeah. so we combined one room so maybe he's like he's hearing the sound of like the, full the entire room coming at him like this guy right, right, yeah. and then the party manager came down and he said what then he came and he looked at the walls and like yeah is it why don't you put more foam on the walls <laughs> oh, yeah, the I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like bro doesn't work that way man <laughs> <laughs> actually, the whole soundproofing thing, oh, that's another oh, very tricky thing. Uh, yeah, okay. it's actually very hard to actually achieve soundproofing. Uh. Yeah. Total soundproofing is impossible. Yeah, impossible. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, it's just going to cost you. They don't realize how much it costs. Yeah. yeah. So, despite all like the the warnings and stuff, but you still went ahead with it. Like, so, so actually, what? Yes, what because, because when I was about to, when I, when I felt really itchy to start, mm. suddenly every, everywhere started closing down. Life M closed. Oh, yeah. uh, who else closer? There were like two uh, others that close. AMG close. Got a lot. Suddenly, yeah. Yeah, all the all the big guys just started closing down. Then like, Analog also. Analog, yes. Yeah. Analog, yeah. So Eric, right? Yeah, Eric and his partner. So then, I just felt like, okay, this is the time. Mm. Like, do it now. So actually, you all started off, you are doing full day, right? So after they complain, you only can only do after office hours now. La. Yeah, so above us, above the bedroom, there's actually an eye clinic. Oh, there's a clinic? There's a, yeah, there's an eye clinic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and they were saying like it was affecting their operations in the day. Then oh. I'm like, okay, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, if you're eye clinic, then yeah, I, I kind of like, to... yeah, 
<laughs> I don't okay. want to like ruin people's eye. So my mm. operating hours are tailored to the eye cleaning. Okay. But the, your operating hours thing, you did it out of like good faith. Like the management did actually like instruct the... The management was saying, make your sunproofing better. Oh. But yeah. they, didn't, they didn't force you to like do it after office hours. They were threatening... Okay. Uh, they were threatening to bring it up to like uh like some to, to agency. Strutterboard. Strutterboard. Oh, yeah, because oh. Strutterboard handles MCSD. Mm. Yeah. So I so I just I was so tired of like getting emails and calls uh-huh. from the guy. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Right, right. So I say I'm going to remember my operating hours. If this is not enough, then please bring it up to Strutterboard. I say this is the most I'm willing to go already. But then uh, one thing I wanna ask is like because he also got all the clubs and stuff, then they're okay with that because they only operate at night, is it? Yeah, the class only operate at night. A bit of a double standard thing. Um, and where else can we actually do this if like, like other people want to start jamming studio? If you cannot do it at malls during operating like office hours and yeah. industrial units is the only choice, is it? If you want to do like a really 24 hours. I was looking at industrial units. Mm. Uh, but a lot of the units come bare. Yeah. Right, yeah. Or next to offices. Because oh, yeah, all the offices right. are moving to industrial spaces. Yeah, that's the one thing also. Like, but then Technically, those quite illegal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so everyone is like, just, you know, yeah. trying to find a loophole into like cheap, yeah. cheap rent. So like, when you started the whole studio, like the, what's the core principle like of like designing the whole studio? Like I see that, we see that it's all high equipment, mm. acoustic treatment. Like what, what, what the core thinking that you want to position the studio as? Like were there like certain, some principles that you all actually wanted to, or you wanted to like hit mm. for this studio? Uh? I actually wanted it to be to be like a house. Uh. That's why it's called uh-huh. Tone House. So mm. it, it's really meant to feel like a, a place that you want to stay in. Like, like you want to jam here and it feels cozy and comfortable. Mm. Uh, I didn't really quite get the house feel, right? I feel. <laughs> it doesn't really feel like a house. But uh, I just wanted the place to sound good and look good. Like if you look at the floor, you don't see any carpets. Because mm-hmm. like every jam studio we have been to with a carpet, mm. there is a smell problem. Yeah, that's there is a <laughs> dust problem. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and it's just it's just bad. So I'm like, no carpets in my studio. And then the acoustic panels are done by the, the grid guy, yeah. Eka F. The idea is that I just want everyone to hear themselves, though, when they mm. when they jam. It's just such a simple thing, though. Yeah. So it's like you were missing before in like your previous jamming experience. Just like I want all these things in my studio, kind of thing. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so you got all the P16 and everything. Like I think most complaint that we get during jamming session is like, wow, can I hear each other? Hey, can I hear drummer? Why can I play the kick louder? Vocalist can I hear themselves? Crank in the PA and do the speaker explode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you've got like, when you've got the keyboards coming through the PA, uh, you've got people screaming through the PA. Yeah. But actually, like the P16 thing, it's quite new to jammers. La. It's not mm. something they typically use. Yes. Because we also have like the P16 used for, like you give people to, and they use for recording and stuff. Mm. But actually got quite like, counterintuitive feedback from it. Yeah, I don't know what has your experience been with it it's really a top notch professional equipment but then uh, mm. it's like you give people more options you end up like the self-sabotage <laughs> kind of thing like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah we get, I, I get it here all the time also so so what we do is we have to babysit people when they use the P16 like, we have mm. to make sure like because the limiter right max is off right? yeah yeah which is, yeah. which is, I don't know what they're thinking. Because <laughs> <laughs> max is off, right? And yeah. Yeah, you want to limit down. So you turn it down. Yeah. So you, limit so you limit. The <laughs> <laughs> so you need to think that way. It's like, it's crushing everything <laughs> down. So. Yeah, most people don't, don't think that way. Like. Yeah. So like, they see something on max, they like, most people will feel very uncomfortable. So you have to tell mm. them like, guys, That's max correct. is off. So leave it, leave it there. Or yeah. like, they'll press like, they'll press stuff like, they press the main and then they turn on the main. Mm. So, what's the question? Oh yeah, so that's that actually like the funny thing is so sometimes we use the P16 then people will be still like hey I still cannot hear you 
but the P16 is like literally there for them to just turn someone out. Actually, the point is this. Like, it's funny how people actually never use this before. Like, we assume that everyone has seen like a IA mixer, like mm. Aviums or that sort. But actually, a lot of people don't have. That's why we have got like a channel list up there. Uh-huh. Like, mm. And we just have to teach everybody it comes in. You know? So yeah. press the channel, turn up the volume. I guess if you come in more than once, yeah, you will eventually figure out how to use it properly. La. Yeah, so that's a good thing. Yeah, a lot of them don't get used to it. Oh, is it? Because, oh, that's another thing. It doesn't work with the mics. It doesn't work with the mics. It doesn't work with IEMs with mics. It doesn't work. Oh with yeah, the tree, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't yeah. work with tree landing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's one of the issue we have also. Like, because yeah. we, we got like the IM packs, the wireless one. People always bring their oh, the mic one, the right? TRS one. Then, oh yeah. shit! Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, they have to like plug halfway. Like, if you plug halfway, it will still work. Is it? Yeah, you must yeah. plug like at the right spot where you suddenly everything comes. Suddenly in. you need to get like the tip and the ring. Yeah, so you don't oh. push it all the way. <laughs> so you need to engage the nice, nice the tip and the ring. And, okay. Yeah, but you can buy the adapters so that. That I think TRS to yeah, stereo, which I'm using now actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not if you just take a TRS and you put it fully, I think you get like face cancellation or something. Yeah. So it be like, like become very like mono or some mm. shit going on. So like for Tone House, I understand that right now, uh, it started off with the idea of like being a rehearsal mm. studio, but over time the the business model has kind of changed a bit. Is it started doing more gigs and like mm. recording? Was it like the recording also part like of the idea when the whole thing incepted? Recordings, we we wanted to keep recordings good and free. Meaning like okay. the idea was that like whoever comes to rehearse, they can just record the session for free. It was very good. The people that knew what this was abused it. <laughs> uh, the people that didn't know what it was assumed that it was like going to be like a it's going to be like great and then uh-huh. so like we record the whole session and then they asked me uh, so will you send me my mp3 later and then I'm like uh, no you're sending the raw stamps uh-huh. you can do whatever you want then they're like what do I do with stamps <laughs> you know, that, yeah. so you got those people and then you got those people who come and then they book like the normal rehearsal mm. and then you've got like a 12 piece band uh, and they want to record and I'm like in my mind this is too much work for like yeah. the price yeah. and they're getting away with so much they're getting so much mm-hmm. yeah they could have like come out with a full album just from that session exactly yeah. for like cut through prices mm-hmm. so I felt like I'm still struggling with this problem of how to make the pro guys pay more and make the amateur guys pay a bit less and still sort of get so mm-hmm. it's, it's like a constant problem because the only way to do that is to at like a super long terms and condition thing. Yeah, or or like just or just like not put a price and just everyone yeah. who comes in you you like just decide like a price for them, basis, right? mm. which is also not feasible, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, so more trouble for like all the staff to like actually work through everything. Yeah, actually we kind of like like we faced this problem before. So like we wanted to use a jamming space to do recordings, but we had our own recording equipment lah. But we just wanted the space only. So problem is the place kind of like said, okay, if you're all doing recording, it'll be another rate. What? But you're not using their equipment. But if you are jamming, then it's, it's the jamming rate. So it's like, I can kind of understand what, where they're coming from. Because mm. like, technically, that space is it's a recording studio. But they offer it for jamming. It's also very hard for them to like balance mm. that thing. If people are making use of like the, the acoustic of the space, which they spend all money to get it right. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's a challenge for yeah. them also and yeah. for the users. Like, yeah, I'm bringing my, all my equipment just to... I agree, I agree. Yeah. To what? yeah, I understand that whole business model thing, especially in this day and age, right? really, well, it's very hard to find a really one-size-fits-all solution. Yes. Yeah. Which we also struggle. Like, we want to bring value for the customers, but there's there's no... It's very hard to find that, that, that balance or that common ground for people to really... There isn't yeah. there's no one size fits all. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's, it's very hard. La. So actually with that then Oh yeah, yeah, I haven't finished your question though about like oh, yeah, how, okay. uh, what was the question? Uh gigs recording. Yeah, 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 it started yeah, off yeah. as rehearsal space and became uh, yeah, the gigs part gigs the gigs part. part was super surprising. Um, so that that wasn't what you had in mind when you started first, uh? No man, I had like chill sit down sessions with people sitting on the floor listening to the band kind. Uh-huh. I had no idea the hardcore guys and the metal guys <laughs> are gonna come here. 
I don't know where they came from. Mm. <laughs> that one is definitely the final way. Then we saw saw it coming. Eh. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I, uh, look at like uh, thanks for the warning, house. guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you like the the space of live houses? Okay, like I mean, last time also got uh, yeah, live house. Yeah. What's the other studio on the second floor? And, uh, uh, Pink Noise. Uh. Pink Noise was one. Uh, then the other one also it's got two floor. Then one no third floor. The shop house and they do a lot of gigs also. Uh, no no decline. Yeah. Anaki records. Uh. But I think all these places also all got to do gigs. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So last time lah. Uh. Mm. Oh. All the metal gigs. Anaki. Yeah. Anaki still around. Uh. Anaki they got their live space now. Uh. So yeah. 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 It's above decline. Uh. Same oh. building. Yeah. Okay. So, so the gigs thing. How 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 was it like? Mm. Was it like the core? I don't know. So how has it become like the go-to space for like all these metal gigs right, apparently? Yeah. I, I don't know why it became that. I wasn't hoping for that. And <laughs> and I felt like <laughs> and I felt like it was great for them. Like it was uh-huh. so it was I was happy to see them enjoying themselves. Mm. I just still felt uncomfortable about the space being uh, damaged because mm. because it was designed with not washing in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And and like the panel there has fallen down oh. because of a gig. And I also don't want to like come down too hard on them when they when the audience starts to like uh be rowdy because yeah, that's uh, the way they let loose what. You cannot yeah. expect a hardcore gig and then they're all standing there just like hey banging. Yeah. You know, they really want to let out. That's why I'm very happy. Like there's a new space that opened. Mm. The Play by ear is it? Uh, play by ear is one and oh. then the other one was the there's two, there's two. One is played by ear, one is quite recent year. Treble Treble Cube. Yeah. So they also I've 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 been seeing some of them go there for, for like gigs and I'm like, please take take the gigs. Oh yeah, gigs. So. I think not yet. Uh. Yeah, they did this. Treble Cube, it? I think Treble Cube. Oh no, Treble Cube not yet. They're, bi- they're still building the big space, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So the the one they have been going to is the play by ear. Yeah, yeah. right, with the stage. Yeah. That's quite cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, it's cool. So it started by music school, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the owner is quite a nice guy. Like he really quite understanding lah. So there's been quite a lot of rowdy gigs over there, but I think yeah, yeah it's quite quite nice. It's a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, that's the thing lah. But it's, oh, it's just the challenge of like running metal gigs. If you ask me, I also don't like that the very rowdy kind of like hardcore moshing thing going on. Mm. It's fine. Actually, actually, I'm surprised at how controlled the hardcore musicians are. Like on stage, <laughs> as in like none of my equipment has spoiled because oh, of on the stage. Yeah. None of my stage equipment has spoiled. It's the stuff yeah, around yeah, here that the audience are spoiling. Yeah, it's the audience. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we did one gig last time, like at uh, Aliwal there. So we bought our equipment, uh, Then uh, we plug in the the floor mounts into our the power amp. Then like everyone start moshing and go on stage, like go crazy. Uh, then suddenly somehow like someone stepped on the cable. Then like the speaker cable it broke. Then it short circuited. Oh, <laughs> then shit. then our power amp start smoking. Then like literally. The band was on stage and say like, does anyone smell like smoke right here? <laughs> then like, realize that our whole power literally like chota. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, like, it's like expensive, man. Yeah. But no choice. Uh. Then the rest of the gig, no more monitors. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so, so like moving on, after hearing like all the horror stories, all the like, jamming studios closing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, what do you have in place like to mitigate that from happening? Like, how do you ensure that Tunehouse stays sustainable? Uh? Uh, I think it's just about being relevant and continuing to put effort into the studio and I think people see that when a studio is maintained or like when anything is maintained mm. they feel like they, they start to be comfortable with it because mm. people always feel like things get lousier the more they go there which uh, is very normal you know like okay. food isn't the best the second or third time you never hear someone like oh you know every time I eat this food it gets better and better mm. what you hear is like it's always not good as before oh yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, it's like yeah. half of it is in their mind la. yeah like a new musician like musician put out a new album oh this album not as good as their first one you know? <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so yeah, la. yeah. What, what 
So so it's just about making that disappointment sort of uh, slower, flatter, flatter, flatter the curve. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that is the the trick to staying sustainable. Um, and the continual improvement, lah. Yeah, yeah. In, I think yeah, I think if you like continue to improve, then like the your customers they feel like oh like they're being appreciated, like like there's something being done. Like mm. we come here, then they improve. Mm. Next time we come here, we see improvement. Yeah, so like benefit for both of them, lah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So actually, any like I don't know future things that plan to improve this space. <laughs> Speaking about it. Well. The live streaming thing is something that we are starting. I mean, yeah. I, I'm seeing that a lot of other people said people have already done it and mm. they have done it well. And then we are like newcomers to this live stream thing. But I feel like it's a service that uh, everyone should be doing now. Mm. Right. Yeah. And it was like I'm talking to you guys just now. Surprisingly hard to like, get some of the some of the the hardware to to do a live stream. Mm. Yeah. Like the what was it card capture device thing? Yeah. yeah. Capture, capture card. Capture capture card device. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So and like with the live stream thing, so it's just additional service you want to give people option to to use lah. Is it, it will be like a paid service or is it like a just additional bonus that oh, I haven't really worked out yet? Yeah, I, I actually want to ask you guys like advice about this. Of how do you charge for such services like recording and mm. and like even live streaming? Because sometimes you have like I said a twelve piece band coming in and you want to mm. do live stream, and sometimes you got two piece band coming in and you want to do live stream. How do you how do you charge it such that it's fair for this for like the acoustic guys and then like the full band guys? Yeah, mm. but I think this is a very tricky question because you have to think that your operating cost will still be the same, roughly the same, even if it's two guys or just like twelve guys. So yeah. you still need one guy there to be kind of like operating yeah. that system, right? So I guess that's where the challenge is, uh. And depends on how much value are you bringing with that that whole service or so. Mm. Is it just uh could it be as simple as just let them just set it up, let them run themselves, then they just put in, I don't know, their streaming or what, then they can just stream it themselves. Or does it really need a uh, operator there to really mix that trial pen or I mean you definitely have to mix lah. Yeah, so also say that's a challenge there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean the easiest way is the per hour thing, lah. Like just see See how much you think the studio is worth out and charge from there. But then like, yeah, you'll get people who kind of like abuse it. So, so you don't think that it should be an add-on kind of thing? It can be an add-on but per hour add-on thing. Because not, not all bands might request it. So, mm. if they request it, then you can see like what is their purpose? Like what is their intention for it? Maybe if like just to stream their local gig, then okay. La. But if like some corporation coming here to like stream their seminar or something, then I don't know. Maybe if it's for profit, like they are making money for it, then a bit of like a issue there. Mm. Yeah. But if not, then mm, I think it's really up to your. Will your your charge for live streaming? We we charge for live streaming. Usually, if we do that, it'll be like a whole package, or because we have to bring all the equipment down. Oh um, yeah. Okay. It'll be as good as like videography plus live streaming plus recording idea and also mixing. Mm. Yeah, video videography is expensive, man. Yeah. yeah. In a way, like if. In a way, actually live streaming kind of like makes it easier to do. Like you don't have to edit the video afterwards. So if you can get a live streaming breakdown that is like you can edit on the spot and technically you do finish the gig then you got to find a product earlier. Mm, yeah, so, so actually it's quite efficient. La. I've seen people they, they actually do that. Oh. They edit on the spot while the event is happening. Wow. So the ed- event finish is the final product. Then like nice. don't have any homework to do. Wow, so quite nice. efficient. So. Yeah. I think one maybe one suggestion is like if uh, you can scale it based on what to set up cost like yeah. mm. so if the setup is really immense like for 12 people then they price it accordingly based on the setup then the rest is really once it's, it's really one camp thing then after the setup it's basically just let it run and it should be nothing much else to do really yeah, if it's two pieces then the setup should be quite fast uh. so maybe just charge based on the setup mm. cost then they run the duration already mm. Mm. I guess that's one way or so but honestly we're not <laughs> we haven't really tried <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. using it as a actual or test a new business model based on this yet. Yeah. So, so quite new. Yeah, I mean now also quite easy to like stream from your phone so that the audio the quality audio. quite clear. Yeah. yeah. If you're not using like iPhone, the audio will probably like shit. <laughs> like my phone like that. Yeah. yeah, the iPhone is surprisingly good. Yeah, the iPhone, mic. wow. The yeah. mic is damn good. Yeah. But I mean, like the moment you have got like drums happening behind you, it's, it's yeah. good. you're just going to hear. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. gets drums up. Yeah. yeah, everything gets drums up. So you definitely need like proper line-in for mm. live stream if, you, if, mm. if you've got drums. Actually, there's all like new live stream devices coming out. Even Roland has one that has like a, it's more feature to like solo artists. So mm. it has an auto-cutting feature. Mm. So don't need anyone to operate, but it actually, it's put multiple input sources and it kind of like automatically cuts between the different input devices for you. Yeah. Wow. So but if you go on feature, like the auto-cutting thing can actually cut to the beat as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So okay, it detects the... Detect, then like cut on the... Quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> but it looks a bit weird. La, like, I think maybe you can set a bit, but the time you saw one review, it's like, it's like one, two, three, one, two, three. If you get to see the pattern la, after a while, predictable. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's a good initiative. La, yeah, because yeah, it really helps to automate some of the things here oh, and there. And then, right. like, really, once you set up, then people can just, yeah, don't mm-hmm. really need someone to juggle that thing. Okay, okay. And then run really. That's cute. Uh, yeah, like, automate. I think a lot of things now. I guess if you know how to use it to your advantage that it might work. Like, yeah, yeah. like auto-tune doesn't make you sound good but if you use it well it yeah. can be can be nice. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on. One thing to talk about is like uh, jamming pet peeves. Oh. Oh yeah. wow. <laughs> like a like, oh man. Horror stories to share. Like PSA like yeah, I think do any like, future jammers like what you want them to know yeah, I should, before I they should come have my guys here for this. Got a laundry list of things. I mean, uh, I think I think my guys will have more to say la, because they have been here more than I have like mm. recently because I've been having uh, work. Okay, maybe uh, we start with a few la, so we don't put you on the spot like you and things like that. I guess sometimes we get like people who drink beer and then come and jam. Oh, okay. And uh, they come in smelling alcohol and you know like, okay, this is probably not going to be great. <laughs> and uh, they come in and then they, you know, plug the bass into the guitar amp uh-huh. and then they, uh, oh, uh, why, you know, like, I've had people come into the bedroom, plug the plug the bass into the box, and say, okay. "Why my why does my bass sound so weird?" Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like guy. <laughs> mm. hey, please plug into the the right amp, and then maybe we start with a few, lor. Mm. Cause we did a few gigs also. So like, one thing is like symbols. Some of my drummer friend told me also like, most people come jamming, they were just like drummers are. They don't have drum set at home, so they come jamming. It's the like only only chance to play the drums. So they were like smash like like nobody business like that. So like. I think that one is expected. La. Yeah, but actually there's a... My friend told me and I saw like Matt Halpern, they also got mentioned before. La. There's a way to actually hit hard, hit cymbals hard without actually like destroying yes, them. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there's te- so it's like you need to like do like a swinging motion rather than just like yes. straight on. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you can do a swinging motion, it will actually be hard also but without actually like breaking the cymbals. So I'm going to tell, I'm going to come and tell my jammers like jam drummers. <laughs> you can yeah, like... Educate them on how to hit cymbals. Yeah, we, we cut all these segments <laughs> and we like post on yeah, our mini clips. It's like the yeah. pro tips. <laughs> all the other jamming studio want to share we help you yeah. we help you save all the pet peeves we help you save money so yeah. maybe you can <laughs> share the podcast <laughs> okay maybe maybe it's better not to for pet peeves it's better not to talk about like instances that happen but mm, like, like I guess things. I guess like general things yeah. oh I got another one also oh. that one is uh, so it happens during gigs also like vocalists they sing and they put the mic very far and they will say like oh yeah oh, yeah. I got my vocals yeah. so far like if you we don't compress this like you hear like the difference is a lot uh, like if you sing very far if you like play keyboard then you put your mic at it then you yeah. try to sing yeah it's definitely gonna not sound as loud as when you sing up close uh. yeah 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 I know now got the COVID thing but yeah 
So try to sing a bit nearer, lor. If you cannot really get, if you sing very soft or like you cannot get enough volume, instead of like cranking up the gain, then you get a lot of feedback. Yeah. Uh. Th- th- this is a particular problem with with uh loud bands and soft singers. Mm. Uh. Sometimes it's even it's sometimes it's not even a problem with like with their mic placement. Mm. It's a problem with like their voice just being too soft. Yeah, that's true. And true. and they don't have the projection like and mm. and this is like shoegaze pop. Mm. Like like uh-huh. during no- during the noise editions, there was this shoegaze band, and like the band is so loud, mm. and then the girl is just like you know shoegaze is yeah. is just like like uh, oh, yeah, like yeah. just like like humming like, humming yeah. and like you got like a whole band like coming like full force behind you. Yeah, imagine you singing like B at least like the ASMR kind, and then got a full band <laughs> yeah, dashing exactly. the symbol. I don't know how they do it like live or like. <laughs> I mean, life maybe can lah, but like in a small space, it's impossible lah to mm. get like the vocalist mm. hurt. Sometimes some people don't understand that, and then they get grumpy about it. And then sometimes you get those singers that are so loud, and they say they can't hear themselves. Oh, they, they, this one we all know lah. Yeah, like, so like the vocalist. No, so. Yeah, and sometimes it's up to like the sound engineers to tell them. Mm. Like sometimes my guys, they they get bullied by by customers like uh. like customers will say I can't, I can't hear myself man or like uh, mm. can you please tell me louder or like like the guys on mics especially mm. uh. and sometimes I just tell my guys like you said just tell them to move closer to the mic mm. like uh, we have got mic covers here just mm. put your like you know as close kiss as you mic. can just kiss the mic yeah mm. instead of like some of my guys they're like very shy they're like oh, okay I told you louder they start mm. to feedback and then you know like yeah. uh. then they get then like feedback then they get stressed and then the guys get like agitated then everyone uh. gets very grumpy so sometimes musicians need to be managed by some mm. engineers that I feel. Mm. Actually, there's a, uh, yeah, the musicians need to be more understanding also. Like, mm. a lot of these things are really, you're really hitting the limit of like what the, the system can do already. So, mm. you really have to sometimes adjust your own technique before you start complaining about the, mm. the system. La. Yeah. It's not really the tool's fault. La. It's the person using the tools. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, the kind of mic also, I guess. Mm. And, and sometimes EQ on the mic also works like a big difference. Yeah. 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 I guess that's where the P16 really comes handy though. Like you just like turn yourself up without like Definitely. cranking everyone else. You know, and like another thing is like when people come here, they, they don't realize they've, they've got monitors. Mm. So people are so used to turning up the amp to the volume that they think the other guy can hear them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like guitarists want to be heard generally. Mm. You know, no, no, most yeah. guitarists don't want to just play to themselves. <laughs> and then so sometimes people come into this room, like mm. the living room and then like the guitarist will ask the keyboardist, can you hear me? <laughs> then like, then we are sitting there and it's like, and then there's like, they're about to, they're about to turn on the guitar and I'm like, chill, I'll put you into his mons. <laughs> <laughs> I got like, this bro. This, I got this bro. Like, don't turn up your amp please. <laughs> and then sometimes it's like, you just have to tell people to turn things down. Like mm. if somebody is too loud and, and you realize that the band is feeling it also, but the band doesn't want to tell the guy to turn it down mm. because like, it's their bandmate. Mm. And then maybe they know that he's uh, just a loud guy. Mm. Yeah, so sometimes uh, someone has to be the bad guy and say the uh, ego yeah. thing sometimes you say like yeah this turn on him yeah, yeah so mm. I don't know does it get easier over time or like all the cases just like eventually people start to learn maybe yes. get used it, it does la. yeah mm. so like a lot of regulars I'm like super thankful to them because they, they really take care of the space mm. and then they oh yeah oh my god there's one horror, there's one there's one group that is horrible <laughs> it's, it's uh like there's this group and they come in and then they they don't bring any of their own instruments mm-hmm. so they use uh-huh. our guitars they use our bass they use our keyboard they use our everything and then when they leave the room they leave everything on the floor okay. the guitars on the floor the keyboards on the floor the mics on the floor and I'm like and they're regulars uh, <laughs> they, they come back a lot okay. and it's like I don't know man 
<laughs> and then they came back, I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> but have they been like, told before, like, hey, you guys should put the guitars back? That kind of thing. They're just not aware. I, I, feel, uh-huh. I feel it's not in their culture to do, to be nice to service stuff. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or... That one quite jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Sometimes you get, you get customers coming early mm. and then they demand to start early. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah. Or like or sometimes they come late and then they ask for an extension. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, actually I wanna ask about that. Like how, how do you feel about like last minute extension kind of thing? It's okay. I mean it's, there's no band after them. I'm I'm usually I usually close one eye. La. Mm, I'm like okay. just yeah, just carry on. La. I, I mean it's um, we have nothing to lose from fifteen minutes more of mm. them using the space. Okay, I thought maybe a bit guilty also, like my band. Like sometimes we it tear down a bit slower. <laughs> sometimes we, we bring like your oh, go, yo, yeah. we don't have hits, we own. Yeah, so Try to allocate some time to tear down. Yeah. Pro tip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some bands that, that tear down like 10 minutes before, like, like, mm. like let's say they're booking ends at 1 and then 12.50. Some one in the band, come on guys, we gotta, we gotta go. I'm like, wow. Mm. Like in my head, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like these guys are, these guys are like, yeah, wow. These guys are. Sometimes I, sometimes I was feeling like, they just carry on. Like. Mm. Like, nice. but, but it's like, musicians that are aware of how studio, a studio is run, is like, mm. super thankful to them. Like. Yeah. It's like they're the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, then, then you get those musicians who try to be nice to the studio and then they call the cable but they call it wrongly. Oh. Uh, and then you have to recoil it anyway later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got some effort. Show yeah, the effort, effort, effort. effort. <laughs> okay, maybe after talking about all the bad things, maybe can like, okay, start to wrap up maybe one of like, any more like positive uh, experiences so far, heartening one that actually, yeah, like faith in humanity restored kind. Faith in humanity. Faith in the music scene. Faith in the local music scene. Yeah. I, I guess I, I was surprised at how many people I've met here that I've never met in my life before. Oh. I just realized people say that the music scene in Singapore is small and I realized it's not that small. It's actually mm. quite big. Mm. Uh, it's sizable in the in the sense that there are a lot of people who want to play music. Mm. Yeah. And it's just that a lot of them don't have it in their mind yet that going to a studio requires some sort of investment. A lot of people are still like playing music in the bedrooms mm. uh, not wanting to play for, like go out and play with friends or like jam with people but there, there are a lot of people mm. who play music and that, that is like nice to know nice to know yeah uh, like mm. yeah nice to know that that so many of my customers are not friends mm, and uh, I don't have to like go around asking for you know support 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 like support me like, uh, it's yeah. just like yeah. it came to a point that like I come to my studio and like I'm the I'm the I'm the guy that nobody knows uh, anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it is great Mm. I'm like it's okay. I'm like oh hi guys. And mm. Like they all look at me like who's this guy? Like <laughs> it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah. So uh, like, actually, that's one of the things we try to do. So like we roughly know there's like all different genres and cliques in like the music scene. So like the metal guys won't really hang out with like the I don't know more the post rock. Kind of, there's all different sort of areas lah. Like, mm. Eventually, need to sort of like if really sort of bridge that six <coughs> degrees of separation kind of thing, then it'll be more sort of the whole music ecosystem will be a bit more like cohesive lah in some sense. Yeah, I was already trying to like sort of bridge that but I like, trying to reach out to a bit more obscure areas of the music scene. Mm. But right now we are still a bit like niche in the, like, the local sort of music, hard rock, metal, post-hardcore kind of uh, the bands lah. But really, apart from that, there's really a whole really whole myriad of other bands lah, that we actually really haven't really heard of and interact with before. Yeah, so that's Oh, that. you guys too? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Definitely like got, there's actually like no short of like musicians and like bands in Singapore lah. So like, I mean one thing is like people can like collaborate more lah. Definitely, like, you can reach out past your usual clicks and stuff. Then, mm. yeah, I I agree on this click thing, la. Like, mm. like even like even in the pop scene, like the pop guys, and then you got the soul guys, and then you got yeah. the R and B guys, and they're mm. all like just 
doing their own thing. Doing their own thing, yeah. Yeah. And they'll go to their own places also, right? Yeah, going to their own yeah. places. Yeah, hang out with yeah. I think I think having a studio actually is like good, like uh I don't know, like a common ground for people to go in. Yeah. It's like sort of like a very like a community center for yeah. musicians in a way. Actually, I, I've been trying to think like what to turn the studio into like for day use because mm. it's really quiet, yeah. quiet in the day and, and I've been trying to, to do something with it. Mm. Actually, that whole living idea could be the thing. Though. So basically, be like the, the hangout place for musicians. Yeah. Think about it. That's like more so like far. The, like I didn't see do the whole co-working thing but then <coughs> it could be a co-working space in the day. People can come here, copy, do their answer their email. Yeah, I, I wanted to do it. That's it. But there's like so many places for people to do that already. Mm. And and like to compete with Starbucks, for example, oh. is like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I would still rather tailor it for like music use. Yeah, like, music related. No? Yeah, so, something that you can actually utilize right. the stuff. No? Yeah, but you see like a music CC, right? Mm, yeah, music CC. But how, how, do, how do you monetize that though? Like uh, subscription based? Yeah. And subscription? I think the subscription, subscription based, based like the um, in thing now. Yeah. Everyone is like trying to make their business model a subscription based kind of yeah. thing. So pay ten dollars a month and then you can just come in anytime you want between nine AM and five PM. Yeah, yeah. you can treat it like a networking kind of a area. I don't know. Mm. Actually yes actually that's an okay idea. Yeah, yeah. it's possible then, but So they just like walk in and like Yeah, like free free to do anything you want. Maybe not like uh, I mean, have, have to set an expectation also, uh, like what you can do, because like, there are people around, so you can like actually mm. like disturb. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I think subscription thing might work. They can just come here and like practice guitar without plugging in your M or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like got some other person can like teach you guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a whole community idea, lah. As in, people mm. wants to contribute to the studio, and also maybe the perk is the CC thing, lor. Mm. Yeah, so if they're willing to like really donate to the studio a monthly small sum, I think that's good enough already. Mm. Then they get some perks out of it. La. Interesting. Oh, you guys in the audience have any suggestions? Yeah, please. Mm. Can they use? Comment it or uh, DM Stonehouse Studio. <laughs> yeah. Interested to hear also. Yeah. It's currently like a workspace, like you said. So Please. we do get some vocal lessons. Mm, we get uh. some like acoustic guys coming in. And then we've got like, we had this sex player come in to practice like horns because like horns are really loud. Mm. Right? Yeah, I kind of like, yeah. So nice, nice. Just not enough, la. still not enough. Yeah, I guess like office hour, the people you're targeting is like musicians who work full time as music. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. definitely you see lessons. Or lessons. Mm, lessons. Yeah. Students. I don't really want students. Like normal school students or music students. I mean, if it's music students, then I would prefer like the LaSalle seniors. Mm. Yeah. At yeah. least they they know how to like use equipment. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. But students are generally like not responsible like, when it comes to things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we have been there. Like, we also yeah, yeah. not responsible when we were students. Yeah. Okay, like, I think, yeah. Okay, maybe wrap this up around this point. So we give enough time to tear down also. <laughs> yeah. All of the equipment to tear down. Thanks, uh, thanks for our time. Yeah, thanks, oh. thanks for coming out and telling me, man. Yeah, no really problem, appreciate man. It. Hope you can all like tight this COVID thing together. Yeah. Uh, any freelancers, go and check out the MOM, the criteria thingy. See if they can eligible for the 1,000 <laughs> a month thing. We are not. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. So see you next one in the episode. Next episode. Yeah. Hopefully next week. Lah. See you guys. Okay, thanks.